This North London club don't buy superstars, they make them. They're locked, loaded, and bringing the firepower back to the Emirates. Once you're a Gooner, you're always a Gooner. It's the Arsenal Fan Show on Love Sport with seven of the best for your chance to win a million pounds. You know what I want to do? I want to do one of those um, iPhone style like remakes of the song. You know, with like the Siri voice, just going, "Good old Emery." <laughs> you know, it'd be quite funny, wouldn't it? It'd be quite good. Good evening. This is Love Sport Radio with your Arsenal fan show. The chats from a little bit Arsenal I hear. Dave Seeger is in the building, fueled up with his caffeine. Hey, Dan. I'm good, mate. I'm good. You're good. I've missed the last two weeks. I missed yep. your, you know, beautiful face opposite me. It's emotional. It's emotional return. Charles is in the building. How He's doing, riddled sir? with something, and he's sitting Lurgies. very, very close to me. <laughs> and I mean, I just don't understand how Dave has actually managed to get you closer to me than to him. <laughs> I mean, it's not as if like you I know. I got in the studio first I don't, I don't and took my place five, five days a week. You know, it's just uh, I it's can't just keep away from your dulcet tones. There you go. Thank, Thank you. Please. Thank you very much, chaps. Uh, of course, um, you know we're keeping aside everything tonight. We're not just talking Arsenal. Um, you know that mob from Middlesex, as you like to say, are mm-hmm. action in the Champions League. And what is a horrendous Wembley picture? We've seen the state of it. Not yet. Following the Joshua fight, it's really, really possible. I've seen some photos on social media that have uh, emerged from the press box early doors. The pitch is not in good shape. Sort of thing that makes you wish you had your own ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, they did start laying the pitch yesterday at, uh, at their new ground. And they brought Milk an to celebrate them. There you go. Milton Milton Keynes. That's a shambles. Absolute, <laughs> absolute <laughs> shambles. You know how I feel about Milton Keynes. Mm. Uh, yeah, absolute shambles. Um yeah, they're playing. Millwall are playing tonight as well. No win in four for the Lions. And uh, a few itchy sort of uh, itchy Millwall fans just getting a bit edgy around Neil Harris. The fact that he spent a bit of money. Don't get me wrong, he's only spent a million pounds twice. But, you know, it's big in the uh, in, in, in the lives of Millwall fans. So we've been keeping aside their game and Nottingham Forest tonight. All the scores here as well on Love Sport Radio. Plenty of games in the Championship tonight and uh, of course in the Champions League as well. Well, Liverpool have taken a trip to Napoli. Where do we start first though? Do we look back at the weekend and the win over Watford? No, I um, think we should. You know, a, a, a solid 2-0 win. Professional from Arsenal? <sighs> yeah, uh... <laughs> The two nil, the two nil flatters Arsenal. If we're honest, I think we're, I think we're as fans, we're in a situation where we're sort of, uh, we're not, we're not totally happy with what's happening, but we're winning, so we'll take it. I think would be a summary. You know, we we could be better, but we're winning. Yeah, I mean, what's happened largely in the last few games is the great qualities told at the end. You know, um, we've 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 taken our moments. Um, the question is, can this be sustained? over a longer period of time and against a better opposition will we be found out because um, you know defend, defensively and cohesively we're, we're still a work in progress yes 
But the other the other interesting point, and this is we subject of our poll this week, is uh, we seem to be we seem to be winning games with the team that's finishing for us rather than the team that's starting for us, which obviously gives the manager an interesting dilemma because he's definitely trying to fit all our so-called high earners and top players into the starting eleven, and that. 11 doesn't seem to be as cohesive with the one that's finishing the games because certainly the two players that made the difference on uh, at the weekend were uh, Welbeck and particularly Alex Awobi. Yeah, a, uh, a league well, a, a league appearance for Burn Leno as well mm. in goal. That Did one very well. Mm. Enforced, Great save at 0-0. Yeah, Iwobi and Welbeck coming off the bench. Um, more headaches in terms of selection for, for Unai Emery. I mean, Welbeck has suddenly come into form, hasn't he? After our sort of scathing review on him last week, I know Harry and Chris, you know, when on him there's a lot uh, of chat on social media I mean I woke up the next day and my notifications was, gone was that the nuts. show that you rang me in the stadium and I said he would score two at half past seven 15 minutes before kickoff that, yeah. that Danny Welbeck yeah yeah that Danny Welbeck that's the one the one I think is doing a great job short term but I feel we should have sold him last night rather than allow him to run his contract down I mean, there's talk apparently that he could be signing a new contract. I haven't heard much on that. I've certainly asked a few people around the club and I haven't heard any noises about whether he's been offered a new deal. Personally, if he's happy to be the third striker at Arsenal and play 35 games a season, I would happily see him re-sign. He's he's scoring goals, though. The thing is, is he content to be a bit part player? An impact man? He's 27. He's in the prime of his career. He should be starting. And the thing is, that's the thing for me. He's He's not... He's not. He's not asking questions of Mbappe. Not Mbappe. Sorry, Lacazette. <laughs> You're dreaming. <laughs> You're dreaming. And then you woke up, Giles. Yeah. <laughs> he's not. He's not asking questions of the front two. He's not. He's not pushing them for replacing the team. Is he? You know, Isn't he? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I think. Uh, and he should be at 27. Well, he should be. He should but be. but Aubameyang's had a, a couple of stellar moments in the in all the games so far this season. So and you know we we had that. Again, as I said at the beginning, shoehorning players. I think we all want to see Aubameyang and Lacazette in the side, but is it working mm. as it is now? Do we need to get away where we're going to see two strikers properly play together? I think many is, fans would like to see that. The question is, you put two up front, you're taken away from somewhere else. Yeah, in the team. So. Aaron Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> you're going back to the old school four four two. Which well, a lot, feels of, like a lot of people would like to see a four three one with those who are just behind the team, mm. and then you can have. Torreira, Shaka, and Gwen Doozy, mm. or, or Mkhitaryan, or a Wo- you know, I don't know. Uh, I think we all thought with this manager, well, I thought with this manager we were going to see changes week in, week out. And what we have seen is changes during the game much mm. more strongly than previously, but we haven't necessarily seen changes of selection from week to week and changes of formation from mm. week to week, which I think maybe we thought we would. Mm. Yeah, true. Do you, know, do you think that one of the important things about Saturday was that under you know Emery you, you've managed to sort of grind out a result this is something that I looked at with, with Man City yesterday Man City were drawing 1-1 they're on the back foot you know they, they, they didn't look great for, for you know a chunk of the game in the second half but they ground out a result which is something that some sides can't seem to do you know I remember Chelsea under Conte they would either lose or they'd win you know um, I think Liverpool to an extent I mean I don't think we've seen them properly grind out a result they seem to play this you know amazing brand of football all the time but City have learned how to do it. Do you think that's an essential track, especially the Premier League? It's 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 a marathon, not a sprint. You come up against a side like Watford, who are physical. They they you know want to get about you, and and they 
they just want to put themselves about they're a, a good side as well to be mm. fair. they're not yeah. bad they're not bad at all but you've gone there you know to home granted and you've got yourself a bog standard two yeah, but we've win. done it we've done it at cardiff we've done it at yeah. everton we, we are doing it home and away mm. bear in mind this is a side that only won, hadn't won away in the league for five months before the end of yeah. last season and that was yeah. the last game and it was wenger's farewell i mean yeah. they were from january to may they didn't win a single yeah. game on the road yeah no so it's, it's definitely it's definitely a trait that to be admired yeah, it's and, and it's something it's yeah. something that we wouldn't have had under Wenger towards the in Wenger the latter is, period yeah. so yes it's oh, yeah. we, no one's uh, no one's begrudging that we're welcoming it we just need a bit more you know flair going forward we want to see under a full 90 minutes would be nice yeah, yeah. I mean <laughs> I mean look s- sitting in fifth the top two meet this weekend mm. a win you guys could be a point behind Liverpool or City or you know effectively two points behind them I mean that's not bad you guys are going under the radar you're doing your business quietly you're getting on with it you're not making as much of a fuss as it was say again and I'll always bring it back to 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 my mob and Alex Ferguson because effectively you look at Wenger and Ferguson two footballing dynasties that have obviously come to an end you guys are going about your business properly you seem organized you know and and it's rather than you know sheer chaos like it is a mind bomb it's organized chaos with you guys you've got a bit of a plan you've got a structure you've got a budget you know what you're going to spend on and you know what you're going about your business nicely i think it's been to our benefit that we've kind of been ruled out of the top four race straight off the bat from this season you know and we can we've just sort of like we're quietly building momentum you know we've we 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 got through the first two games okay we got two losses but this we could easily have won against or drawn against chelsea easily yeah you know and this and this this batch of games now we're just sort of like as you said dave we're we're grinding it out well everyone said i mean on twitter and social media there was this big thing and you know i was looking at the fixtures we had two tough games and then eight on paper winnable games against bottom half sides so there was a potential for 24 points i think most people would have taken 21 so at the moment we you know we we won 15 we're on track and then we play tottenham so that's the next if you like top five game Mm. but the interesting thing is i think you know as an arsenal fan obviously we'd love to see it happen but you know everyone did question whether tottenham if they ever got a spate of injuries how they would cope now they're not coping as well as they they should they should have been without the injuries tonight okay they're playing barcelona but they're without five key players mm. so that's going to be the same presumably at the weekend so it's going to be quite interesting with, with us being written off of the top four with the way the man united are going and the way that spurs are hot and cold mm. and they haven't been convincing even in the games they've won from what i've seen so maybe maybe we're not ruled out for the mm. top i four. mean the, the main thing is is that emery had to get over that baptism fire man city and Chelsea. it's never going to be easy but then you look after that uh, uh, west ham win cardiff win newcastle win of course you play Vorskla in the europa league win everton win brentford win watford win happy days mm-hmm. you're picking up points against those small teams that you need to pick up points against that could be potential banana skins where you know you're dropping the odd goal here and there and you end up with a point you're picking up the three points and and in the last two games clean sheets which we weren't getting which is big big actually it was really interesting i was listening to richard lee this morning uh uh, with stoney (laughs) and he was talking about the the man united game your your guys and saying he he was making the comparison i don't know if you heard it between man united and arsenal Mm. and Mourinho saying well i'd love to play out from the back but i haven't got the players to do it so i'm going to kick it long in so doing, Richard Lee made the comparison, Arsenal haven't got it right, but if they get it right more than they get it wrong, they're in control of the football. Yeah. Whereas Mourinho's team, they think, well, I, my players can't do it, so I'm going to say, kick it long. They're losing control of the football more often than Arsenal are, even though Arsenal haven't got it right. They're trying to do the right things, mm. even if they haven't got the right personnel, yeah. which is interesting from a goalkeeper's it, perspective, looking at the pitch, you know. There's an element of like, you know, it's like when you're, you're, maybe you're trying to teach a kid how to ride a bike, 
where you're saying go on keep going try it mm. try it try it. it's like anything in life keep trying keep trying keep trying endeavor and you never know you might just get there with with marini he seems to be like that one stubborn child who's like no i can't do it i won't do it that is it i, I think it also comes down to philosophy and and believing in what it is you're trying to 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 you the players know, to seem to, to be yeah, buying exactly. into. If you hear the interviews of the exactly. players, they're buying yeah, into his yeah, philosophy. Exactly. And I, I don't know what it is at Man United with Mourinho. Is it third season single? I don't know. But definitely here with Emery, mm. we're trying to build toxic that is exactly what it is on the back of this short pause we're going to be talking about Aaron Ramsey we're going to talk about Alex Iwobi as well you can get in touch with us at 0208 70 20 558 is the number to call Love Sport with 7OTB.com play your way to 1 million pounds Love Sport 558 AM 0208 70 20 558 is the number to call this evening if you want to talk all things else and we're doing so until half past eight tonight alex has called that number good evening alex hi i'm just good evening lads uh i'm just wondering on your thoughts on the games that we've played recently like watford and everton most recently and newcastle and west ham we've made really slow starts to games but in the second half played really well I just wonder whether that come back to bite us in the near future Hi Alex Dave here yeah we were just talking uh, about it before you came on air actually about the because we had a poll about Alex Iwobi and we were sort of talking about the, the fact that we seem to be finishing games with a different team than we're starting and the team that we're finishing with seems to be more effective than the, the team we're starting with that poses the question about whether Alex Iwobi should start at the weekend uh, because he's the, he's the guy who seems to be giving us a bit of creativity and a bit of width uh, the flip side is is he just effective against tired sides for the last 20 minutes so that's what we were just debating which sort of ties in with your question really so what do you, what do you think Alex? Yeah, I, pro- I have seen a few things like that, that Alex Iwobi does come on in sort of last 20, 25 minutes and makes an effect because the full-backs are tired and, you know, you know specifically at the weekend, you know, Watford had a lot of players going down the wings. So I think for Iwobi to, do, to start games, I think he needs to probably play a few more, like tomorrow night against, you know, Blackpool in the Cup, sort of establish himself more now, you know, on the wing. Because we do need a bit of... I think we need a wide player, but if Iwobi can... You know, make himself a presence in the Europa League games, and if he carries on like that in the Premier League games, then he probably will get a start, and hopefully he can continue that. Yeah, I mean, he's talked a lot about how Emery sort of like encouraged him and sort of like brought him on this season in terms of, you know, what's that to me was the fact that he said he'd lost a few pounds. You know, he's he sort of trimmed down, and he's obviously that will help with his endurance and whatnot. Also, he's a bit different from our other players in terms of he can carry the ball. You know, we don't really have that kind of guy that can that can carry the ball over distance, and you know, I suppose that's where you know someone like him would is 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 a, is a benefit. Whereas someone like Ramsey in that position probably isn't. He might he might suit that role better. So yeah, there's definitely opportunities for him to. He seems to be being selected ahead of Mkhitaryan yeah. at the moment as well, who's probably the other player mm. who can carry the ball. Yeah, yeah. So you know, there's, there's opportunities for him. It's just it's down to him. So what? So what about? What do you think about Aubameyang playing wide? Then Alex, if it, it... Uh, well, I think in recent games, specifically at the weekend, I looked at him closely. For some reason or another, I don't think he's. he's we're getting the best out of him. I don't think he. He obviously can play wide, but it's, we're just not getting the best out of him. We, you know, sometimes there's moments where we can't even string a pass together. I noticed that on Saturday quite frequently. Uh, he doesn't get. I don't think he gets him behind anywhere near like he did when towards the end of the Wenger era. Um, but, you know, for Emery to get the best out of them, for me, you have to sort of play both of them central. But you need a, you know, I think we need another wide player still, you know, coming to that sort of conclusion, whether we play, you know, Ozil behind both of them and then Shaka and Torreira and Ramsey or, you know, if we get 
another central midfield player in, but or we can we can play either Abamyang or Lacazette. It's just whether Emery so, wants to. So you're to saying it, who you're, wants you're to saying choose. the four three one two sort of formation. I, I would I wouldn't uh, go ahead and you know start playing it in the Premier League because obviously at the moment you know it it works well enough because we you know we're beating you know Everton and Watford and etc. But when coming up against Liverpool and you know Tottenham and United and in the bigger games in Europe as well. I think we need to try things differently because, you know, eventually we're just not, like you saw against Man City, he was just not effective in that first half. And he, again, even in the second, he did, nothing just really happened. But, you know, it's, it's sort of trial and error for Emery in this first season. You know, it's going to take a while to get things going. You know, so, so if you could wait, if, would you make any changes to the starting eleven for, for getting tomorrow night for a second for the Premier League side against uh, Fulham? Would you make any changes, lastly? Um... Well, I don't know. Do you know who's travelled? I don't know if Aubameyang's actually travelled. Um, no. So it looks like Lacazette, Lacazette will play tomorrow. Um, so that'll obviously that'll probably be one. And then Iwobi and Ozil and probably Danny Welbeck, I'd imagine. So, you know, I think, yeah, I, there'll be changes, you know. I, Socrates will probably come back in. Elneny will probably come in as well. So yeah, I think you'll see a few. And I think Ramsey stayed at home as well, actually. So whether he, him, Abamyang, and Mkhitaryan come in for the weekend, I think you'll probably see something similar to that. Who, who would you, who would you start in defence on the weekend, considering that Socrates is on his way back? Did Holding travel tomorrow night? Come again, sorry. Did Holding travel? Yeah. Did Holding? Yeah. Yeah. I, I probably keep Holding for the weekend. I think he played very well. You know, and a very physical striker like Troy. My Dean, man of the match. Very well. Again. My man of the match. Yeah. And one. Um, so I probably keep Mustafi and Socrates tomorrow. Um, I don't know if Kalasinac will play either. So, but yeah, I'd definitely play Socrates and Mustafi tomorrow night. Alex, great call. Thank you very Thank much you, for joining us. Be like Alex. Give us a call 0208 70 20 558. Alternatively, you can tweet us at Love Sport Radio. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Play your way to £1 million. Love Sport. Yeah, good evening. This is Love Sport Radio with your Arsenal Fans Show on your Wednesday evening. Let's talk now uh, to Arsenal fan Supremo Mems. Good evening, Mems. Good evening. That's quite an intro. Thanks very much. I was going to call you social media god as well. He's loving that. I don't know about that. How are you, gentlemen? You okay? Not too bad. Not too bad. Very well, thanks. How are you doing, It's Giles here. Um, So, what's your thoughts so far this season as as the season's gone on? What do you make Um, of Emery and and the the progress of the team? Well, it's been, um, how can I say, an interesting start, Charles. I mean, we've seen a number of times this season where we've started particularly slow in some games, but one thing that's really impressed me with Unai Emery is his in-game management and the way that he's changed games throughout the course of the 90 minutes. And he's not afraid to make substitutions early, which is not something that we've uh, seen over Arsenal. Um, for the last for the 22 last... years. <laughs> yeah. As we all know, Arsene Wenger was uh, pretty uh, on point with his substitutions. He used to get it at the 70th minute and then make the substitution but one thing I'm very impressed with uh, I mean don't get me wrong that's not a dig at Arsene Wenger at all it's just it's refreshing to see a manager that's not um, scared to make substitutions early and he's done that a number of times this, this season uh, and I think every you know, every time he's made a substitution it's had a positive impact as well so I'm really impressed with the in-game management of, um, of Unai Emery I think we've got a great team spirit at the moment over at the Arsenal the players seem to be very happy um, there's a togetherness there which is why I'm a bit surprised that a few Arsenal fans want Alexis Sanchez back over at Arsenal. But uh, I'm very happy with take the with the start. <laughs> take him. <laughs> Our host is a Man United fan, Mems. Take him, Mems. Take him. Yeah, well, I think we've got the better end of the deal there, mate. So, uh, yeah, you can keep him. <laughs> um, what, do, what have you made of um, 
the fact that Emery sort of struggled to shoehorn all the star players and into the system. I mean, what what mm. would you have said is the best way forward in terms of handling that sort of conundrum? Particularly given the Ramsey situation mm. now, Mems, taking that into account. Yeah, it's, it's always going to be hard for Emery to accommodate all the players uh, in the team, especially with the two strikers that we've got in, in Lacazette and Abamyam. It's always it was always going to be difficult for him to to play a formation with with Ozil in the side with the two strikers, with Ramsey in the side as well. Then that, then that's just that adds another dimension to it. And I, I'm not so, too sure how he's going to overcome this challenge. I mean, we've seen him a, a few times this season. He started Mkhitaryan, he started Iwobi, he started Ramsey, he started. Uh, Ozil on, in the midfield trying to accommodate an audience. I don't think he's quite achieved his uh, his balance yet or his, his, p- his preferred starting eleven. He's, he's trying to get a Bamiyam in his team on the left-hand side and I don't think that's particularly working at the moment. But I have been impressed with Lacazette uh, as the striker. I mean, we saw last season uh, Wenger was bringing him off after 60th minute, etc. Lacazette's now getting 90 minutes every week. He's working really hard in the team. His link-up play is really impressive and he seems to be playing with a smile on his face and he's chipping in with a few goals as well. So, I think it's going to be a challenge for Emery, but it's always going to be the way where a new manager is going to take time to find his, 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 his preferred starting eleven. Yeah, Mems, David, we just, we, just had a caller on Hi, pre- we just had a caller previously who made a point that I I sort of we glossed over it a bit, but thinking about it, he's right. At the end of last season, Wenger was playing Aubameyang and Lacazette in the same formation with Lacazette through the middle and Aubameyang on the left, and it was working. So I was just trying to think out to myself what we'll be doing differently because Aubameyang was getting in behind, which he isn't at the moment. He was getting through balls, which he isn't at the moment, and they were playing a lot closer together. And I'm just trying to think what we were doing differently because we were making it work in the last four or five games last year. Yes, yeah, a good point, and it's something that's probably a lot of us have looked. I think what we're doing differently, Dave, is, is that we've got the introduction of Torreira in the team, um, and we didn't have that last season. Uh, the last two games, uh, particularly against Everton and against Watford this, this weekend, Torreira started, um, and what he does is he gives us that protection. I mean, Granite Xhaka is a fantastic football player, has a great range of passing, uh, but he's never been a DM, and he's never added that protection. And he, I think with, with Torreira in the team, he just wants to win the ball back, and we haven't had that type of player. I mean, Coughlin was similar you know he, he wanted to win the ball back he wanted to do all the dirty work but I think with Torreira in the team he gives us that little bit extra he's got that little bit extra quality and I think with him in the team he gives us that security in front of the back four um, and I think with, with, with that type of player in the team it gives uh, other players the freedom to go forward not to worry so much about defending I think that's what the issue has been with, with Shaka in the past mm. Yeah it's interesting I think uh, I think we'll see well, we're going to see what probably what happens without without Ramsey um, and with yeah. Torreira in and without Ramsey because you know you can't expect Ramsey to be continually starting week in week out given the current sort of a uh, you know um, well we know what's happening now he's not he's not going to sign and he's not going to be offered yeah. anything so that, that that gives us a that gives us a Torreira Shaka definitely and it, and if he's going to play Ozil which you assume he will um, and then you're definitely going to have it would appear to be a, a Bamiyang and um, and like I said it's one other player who's who's going to be the player that comes in so it, is that Mkhitaryan, is it Welbeck or is it um, uh, it won't be for you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, sorry, lads. I mean, I think Iwobi this weekend, I mean, he's, he came on in the 63rd minute. He changed the game, you know. Totally. He's, he, he's really, really pushing hard this season. I mean, I criticised Alex Iwobi last season, uh, but this season he looks he looks a lot fitter. He's lost weight. And every time he's come up the pitch, he's made an impact. So he's uh, for me at the moment, he's got to, he's got to get that shirt. But then how do you how do you leave out sort of Mkhitaryan, who's done quite well? So it, it's it's really really tough for an Ivory, and it's it's a big challenge for him. How he's going to keep everyone happy for sure. Just like one last question: 
Uh, Bert Lehner, chance to really stake his claim now, isn't it, really? Yeah, it is. It is, Giles. I mean, I mean to be honest, he came on at half-time because uh, Czech picked up a hamstring injury mm. and I think early in the second half there was a free kick that was swung in and uh, our old nemesis uh, Troy Deeney got on the end of it and he got a lovely little touch on it and it was it was going in and, and Leno got down low and he made a, he made a great save um, overall his, his kicking was good he, he looked confident um, now with Czech I mean he's, he's coming towards the twilight of his career and it's injuries as you know it's when you're that age it takes his time to heal and he's now got probably a month now Leno to cement his, his place in the team um, and I think if he does particularly well in these next four or five games it's going to be really really difficult for Peter Cech to get back in the, in the team so it's a good opportunity for him um, I think he's been waiting patiently um, but I think it was probably the right decision for an IM to start Cech but I think now Leno's got his opportunity um, if he does well I can't see Cech getting in, back in, in. All, in all honesty it, it's a nice way for it to happen and not in, I don't mean that in a nasty way for yeah, Cech but right. you would rather it was an injury and Leno did well, Like it's, then it's a smooth transition rather than get to a point where Czech wasn't playing well and had to be dropped, And you know, because no one wanted to see that. It, 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 this is almost fortuitous for Emery because it, it, it means he doesn't have to make a huge decision, which he was definitely going to make at some point this season, so you're probably right. I mean, he, I think, yeah. but I saw enough at the weekend and also against Brentford to say that he, he's, he's more suited to the way Emery wants to play, which I think we all <coughs> suspected. Yeah, definitely, and I agree with you. I think is I think Peter Cech's been a uh, great professional uh, during his course of this time over at Arsenal and Chelsea. And I think you're right; it was probably a, a, the, the perfect way to manage the situation. Just wait until Cech picks up that injury, or and then you can smoothly bring in Leno. And uh, from what I saw on the weekend as well, he looks like a top top goalkeeper. Do you think he'll start tomorrow night? Obviously, he would have done, but do you think he'll now play Martinez instead as the second keeper now? I don't know. I haven't really thought about that till just now. I saw Martinez, he tweeted earlier on saying, uh, ready for tomorrow. So oh, whether interesting. That's a little hint, mm. Whether that's a little hint that he might be starting tomorrow. I think he's, he deserves an opportunity. From, from you know, he's, he's very highly rated over at Arsenal mm. as well. We've got young uh, Macy. I mean, Giles, you tweeted a video of uh, Macy. <laughs> he's, uh, he, he looks a top, top goalkeeper as well. Mm. So it looks like Arsenal have got a good selection of goalkeepers there. I mean, at, at the end of the day, if, uh, if, you know, if, if Martinez is going to start tomorrow, which I think he will, um, I think it's be a right decision because Leno is now probably going to be uh, sort of wrapped in cotton wool. We can't afford another injury. No, indeed. There you go. Mems. Thanks, Mems. Thanks Cheers, for coming mate. on, mate. Stuff, as ever. Thank you very much for joining us. It's Love Sport Radio. We're going to have all your team news next. Stick around. Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Play your way to £1 million. Love Sport. The fans show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. Yeah, good evening. This is Love Sport Ready on a massive night of football, both in the Champions League and in the Championship. We start at Wembley, where Spurs are without a host of first-team players, but are boosted by the return of Captain Hugh Gullaries. The goalkeeper comes in for his first game since August. Christian Eriksen, Deli Ali, Jan Vertonghen and Moussa Dembele are all injured. Ben Davis, Victor Wanyama, Harry Winks and Eric Lamella are the other players to come in from the win at Huddersfield on Saturday. Eric Dyer drops to the bench. The Spurs 
Spurs line up with Lloris in goal, back line of Trippier, Alderweireld, Sanchez and Davis, Wanyama and Winks in midfield with Lamella, Lucas and Son behind Harry Kane. Most of Barcelona's big guns start with Lionel Messi, Luis Suarez and Felipe Coutinho up top. Usman Dembele only makes the bench, however. It's an 8 o'clock kickoff at Wembley for Spurs versus Barcelona over in Napoli and Jurgen Klopp brings Naby Keita into his midfield with Jordan Henderson dropping to the bench. There is no place in the starting lineup for Daniel Sturridge either, despite his goal-scoring heroics at Stamford Bridge. Liverpool line up with Alisson in goal, a backline of Alexander-Arnold, Gomez, Van Dijk and Robertson. Milner, Wijnaldum and Keita are the midfielders with Salah, Firmino and Mane up top into the championship. A no win in four for Millwall and so boss Neil Harris makes four changes to his starting lineup tonight uh, for the visit to Nottingham Forest. Murray Wallace, Tom Elliott, Yuri Scalak and Shane Ferguson coming for Byron Webster, Steve Morrison, Aidan O'Brien and the suspended Jed Wallace. Millwall line up with Amos in goal, a backline of Romeo, Wallace, Cooper and Meredith. Scalak, Williams, Leonard and Ferguson across the midfield with Gregory and Elliott up top elsewhere and we will be keeping you up to date with 13 other fixtures tonight including the following games from the Champions League plenty going on Paris Saint-Germain five goals up uh, to uh, one against Red Star Belgrade in Paris. Locomotive Nosco nil. Schalke nil is the other early kickoff. Plenty of action in the championship. Chaps, what do you make of Cabbage Gate last night? Yeah. Um, let's just remember. It's been a rough patch, but you know you nearly got them up. Let us just remember. Do you, do you get that? Let a rough us. patch. Let us. Let cabbage us. patch. Let let cabbage us. patch. Yeah. Let us. Let it's us. Rough patch. Yeah. I got part of it. Part of it. It's like lettuce is green lettuce, like cabbage. Yeah. Do you feel lettuce. for do you feel for Brucey Filler, one of the big clubs in the country down in the championship? No, well, I do actually. Yeah, you I quite like Steve Bruce, <laughs> and I think given what he did last season, and he was a couple of minutes away from taking them up, I think it's a bit harsh. The thing is, I was I read what the uh, CEO said or the chairman said, and he said that over the summer, Brucey was like, well. You know, if we didn't get up, if we're not going up, then I'm not sure I'm going to stay. So he kind of yeah, but that was a done different that a few CEO, times. wasn't it? That was Keith before Wines, the takeover. Yeah. Yeah. But he I mean, thought there was no so, money and yeah. the couple of oh, well. Apparently, this, this CEO actually he actually read out that that that, uh, that comment, that quote. So obviously, it's in their mind. They're thinking maybe he's not here for the long haul. Ten one go one win in ten games, ladies own grave. They've been linked to on, on given we're on a London station. They've been linked to Dean Smith, haven't yeah. they? And I've heard I heard Dave Lane on the Besotted fan show saying that he doesn't think Dean Smith would go because you know he's got everything he wants at Brentford. Why would he go to a you know a pressure cauldron like that? Mm. A new stadium around the corner at Brentford. So I don't know who else would be interested in the village job. It is a bit of a poison D- challenge. Dean Smith does get touted for every single job in the Midlands, doesn't he? He's a good manager. But then again, Brentford haven't won a game in six. Huh? They're still lurking up the top ends of the championship. Well, they're still they unbeaten at home, though. I know it's a draw, but, unbeaten yeah. at home, but they just can't seem to find a way to kill off teams. They had a really good 20 minute spell against us last week in mm. the second half. I, yeah. I, was, I was impressed. And that wasn't even their. They had two, three or four of their best players not starting that mm. game. And they look good. They look good. Guess what? So. Neymar has grabbed a sixth for uh, Paris Saint-Germain. Neymar six, uh, Red Star Belgrade one. The Red Star Belgrade keeper just smiling as the ball went in, just going, "Hey, what, what kind of?" They've scored six, or Neymar scored. What Neymar? <laughs> Neymar has grabbed their six. <laughs> oh, right tonight. I thought uh, you were saying Neymar had scored. No, all and six. He, he's just been subbed off with Julian Draxler coming on. One a player that had uh, uh, had come on. Well, he'd, he'd been sort of linked with Arsenal for how many yeah. transfer windows Julian Draxler and uh, for through yeah. through three different clubs as well yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. a lot of Arsenal fans would have liked that one to be honest yeah. but uh, very popular 
forgotten man. Anyway, are we going to talk about the the main competition in Europe now? Then? What Europe's premier cup Europe's competition? Premier cup it's all about Thursdays and Sundays. We always knew this. Mm. Yeah, it's true as well. Yeah. It is. It's the Europa League because that's where my club are heading more than likely. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we look forward to seeing. We you are marginally more knowledgeable about the Thursday night competition than we are the Wednesday. We we look forward to seeing you in, in Azerbaijan, all of us uh, <laughs> United fans. Um, yeah, Carabag away, not the uh, not not a premier hot sort of uh, 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 holiday destination. However, apparently Azerbaijan is the land of fire. Did you say this last week? Yeah, I did because yeah. it was on the Atletico Madrid home <laughs> show for years. Carabag, are like Arsenal. They've been regular in the Champions League until recently. I mean, mm. the last couple of seasons, yeah. I remember them playing Chelsea last year. Was it yeah. Chelsea? Four 0 loss and a six 0 loss or something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Stato. <laughs> <laughs> club founded in 1951 with a stadium capacity of just 5,800, the so, Azerson Arena. Wait, so they're not playing there? Because the manager said this morning the reason why Arsenal didn't take Mkhitaryan is because they saved him because he couldn't he couldn't handle playing in front of 60,000 Azerbaijani. So are they playing in this 5,000 capacity stadium or 60,000? That's when they the club started, you're saying, isn't it? Or is that still the stadium? No, that's still the stadium. I presume that obviously doesn't make up, you, doesn't meet UEFA regulations. And so, so they're, they're playing in a bigger... They're, they're, they're right. moving to, you know, maybe the national stadium of Azerbaijan. Like Spurs but, uh, do, because their stadium <laughs> doesn't meet, you know, any sort of reasonable standards. Go. But this is a Carabag team that were beaten in the Champions League third qualifying round uh, uh, playoff by Bate Borisov. Of course, who are in Chelsea's group. They beat Sheridan Tiraspol. These are big names. Uh, in the we couldn't even beat the Sheriff of Nottingham <laughs> last year. <didn't> <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sheriff Tiraspol of Moldova in yes. the Europa League playoffs, and yeah, of course they take on Arsenal. Time. They got rolled know? over in Moldova. Basically, what do you know? What do you know about Carabag then? <laughs> oh, five <5P. laughs> p. Giles, Giles is Giles issue man for European football. <laughs> Bag for life. Uh, yeah, no, not a lot, man. Not a lot. That like, like Dave said, they were regulars until recently. I don't know anything about them at all. Apart from the coach is also the national team coach. That's it. The most I know about Azerbaijani football is Tony Adams. <laughs> well, he was out there. Until he, was he, he was in Azerbaijan. He was very wow. well thought of out there. I mean, wow. look, the the, the, qualif- the the closest they've gone to uh, in you know the Europa League is the uh, is the group stages. They they got knocked out of uh, of Group J. Uh, in 2016-17 where they were with Fiorentina, Pauk and Sloven Liberec so anything is, is a good one for them really know, let, let's, get, let, well, let's get serious about this for a second you know, not necessarily about Carabag but about Arsenal in this competition we've seen teams in the Premier League do very very well and win the Premier League because they're not playing in Europe we've seen Chelsea do it recently we've seen other teams go close because you know Liverpool when they're not playing in the Champions League so let's you know, we're not in the Champions League. We are in the Europa League. Um, we, we do have the Thursday-Sunday thing. But we've got some very good fringe players. We've got a deeper squad than we've had of quality, perhaps, than we did in latter years of Arsene Wenger. So Emery's in a great position to use this competition to really see, you know, look at his combinations, look at who's on the fringe, who might be pushing to get in the Premier League side. So I think we need to take it relatively seriously. I, I think I, we need to really use it to experiment. I think he will take it seriously. I mean, he's a three-time winner. Yeah. He knows what the, he knows. He's been the course. He knows the distance. Um, and and I, I think he said recently that he's not just going to be using. For, he's going to be using some first teamers. He, I think he's going to. This is for us. This is also a backdoor into the Champions League. It's a competition so, you want to win. Yeah, yeah. everyone's exactly. it's a bit of silverware. Yeah. 
Well, we came close last year. We were, you know, one slip from Bikershelny away from probably being in the final. You know, so, uh, no, I think it's, I mean, well, also, we have the fact that a lot of the young players who featured last year are on loan. Mm. You know, so there's only there's only really Emil Smith Rowe, Willock, who is still at the club. Oh, and Eddie Nketiah. So last year we had five or six young players and Maitland Niles is out injured. So he is going to be playing the likes, well, he would be playing Mkhitaryan. Certainly Welbeck, certainly Elneny, Kalazanak will be coming back. Mm -hmm. Socrates will probably get some minutes because he's coming back from injury. You know, so so. we've got Mavropanos when he's fit will be Mm -hmm. playing. These are all first team squad players mm. so yeah absolutely on the back of a short pause we're going to be talking to mark man Bryant, who is live from baku i'll bring you your uh, arsenal squad as well of the players that have traveled to baku um yeah all after a quick pause good evening this is love sport radio the fans show on love sport with seven otb.com predict seven to net a million five five eight a.m love sport Yeah, a couple of technical issues have stopped us getting hold of Mark Manbrines, but we will hopefully have him with us soon. The Arsenal squad heading to uh, back. Are they there yet? Are they there yet? Yeah, yeah. probably. There you go. Uh, Leno, Martinez, Bellerin, Licksteiner, Holding, Mustafi, Papastopoulos, in the words of Harry, Kolasinac, Monreal, Xhaka, Elneny, Torreira, Gendozi, Smithrow, Iwobi, Erzo, Welbeck and Lacazette. Strong squad. Strong squad. Willick's, Willick's not in the squad then. So really is only looking at... Nketiah's no, not... No, Willick has oh, made... Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't Willick, hear that name. Nketiah and Smithrow have made the trip. Oh. Interesting. Willick hasn't seen any football this year. No. Not even in the Carabao Cup. Where is Eddie Nketiah? He's been on the bench. Mm-hmm. He came on... Uh, I think he came on in the first Europa game. Yeah, I think he's been moonlighting as well for the under-23s as well, hasn't he? Yeah. So, but moonlighting? He'll get, he'll, get some, he'll get some minutes. I love that one. Of course, that is that is another factor with the Welbeck thing because mm. you know, he is Welbeck being as good as he is, if mm. not top level, is definitely holding Eddie and Ketia yeah. back. And most people around the club seem to think he is the real deal. Mm. I know we've we've had people you know who may In have the been past, the real yeah. deal like Chope Tuber and yeah. but this guy. I think really is really. potentially yeah. you know, I mean, he, very well yeah. thought of. But I know uh, Lundberg speaks very highly of him, doesn't he? Yeah. So. How do you see uh, How do you see Emery lining up tomorrow? How do you see him sort of playing it, if you like? I don't think he'll play it any different for me from how he has. It's four two three one. Yeah. But yeah. I think yeah. um, I think uh, certainly he'll take the opportunity to blood some blood, blood some players and bring some players back from injury. So I should imagine that Kalazanak and Socrates will start, both coming back from injury, mm-hmm. um, which would be good. I think he'll probably leave holding in. I I think he's going to want to see. How, how, how so, like he did in the last in the Europa with Socrates on the right, where he used to play for Dortmund, mm. and holding on the left, yeah. because that gives him the option of dropping Mustafi. I'm not saying he wants to drop Mustafi, but at least he'll be able to have a look at yeah. Socrates and holding for a second time as a partnership, because holding. It on form is our best central defender right now. And also, yeah. did you say Kalasinac might get him in? Well, and he's I, fit, and isn't I he? he was on the bench the weekend. And the thing is, I think Nacho's beginning to sort of like just, just, you know, start to decline. 
and it might be a point where this season we you know we we should expect Kalasinac to actually make a run for that for that, I that think, spot. Uh, had Czech's injury not happened, Kalasinac would have played mm. some part against Watford. You know, he was on the bench, yeah. but obviously with that enforced change he, you know, and chasing the game, mm. he had to make two offensive yeah. changes. So yeah. he doesn't have that problem. I think Kalasinac will start tomorrow. Mm. Monreal's gone as a as a safeguard. I think yeah. I think Kalasinac will play yeah. ninety minutes. I think Socrates will play at least forty five. Did you um, did you f- did you see the stats bomb article recently? I mean, this week, and it said that you know uh, there are there are other there are some issues still, in t- especially down our left side. Like obviously we al- we already know that Xhaka can't defend, mm. but he also said like, Mike Goodman actually said uh, you know that. Um, Natural Monreal is actually um, declining. I mean, w- w- most of our focus is on Bellerin on the right being isolated and not being the player that he was re- previously. But actually, he said, looking at the numbers and whatnot, Monreal is a real. It will be a real problem if we don't address it because he's just not got the ability. He hasn't got the. He just. He's just you know, age. is yeah. getting better of him. So you know. I'm looking at Kalasinac. I haven't really been impressed. I've got to be honest, I've not been impressed with him defensively. Going forward, different yeah, different yeah. animal, but defensively, I've not been impressed with him. Weight-wise, just endurance-wise, the whole package. So I'm hoping now yeah. to see much, a marked improvement in him under this Yeah, well, the other thing is we didn't see probably more than five or six games of Kalasinac as a left-back. Because mm. when he was in the side last year, it was when we were still playing three Wing at back. the back at yeah. the start of the season. So yeah. we didn't see much of him defensively. And when he was called upon defensively, as you say, he was found wanting yeah. position certainly uh, and again uh, a bit overweight yeah. but I don't think anyone's overweight under em- no. Emery's regime yeah. they're all losing weight which is the point you were making in Awobi earlier but I thought you were going to say because the other thing Awobi said I'm jumping around here was that Emery's told him if it doesn't work, I want you to keep doing it. Just yeah. keep, do, keep trying to yeah. do, keep trying things. Keep taking people on. Don't let your head drop if it doesn't work. And I got the impression with Awobi last year that the first time something went wrong from the game, he disappeared into yeah. his shell. He's not doing that this year. Yeah. So that's another good sign for Emery as well, definitely. So hopefully we'll see. I think we'll see Awobi start tomorrow night. I'm, 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 I'm also interested to see Emery as well because I mean his heat map. I don't on think the he's going to start. <laughs> his heat map on the weekend was something prodigious, wasn't it? I mean, he does get about the the technical area. Yeah, and he, no, and everyone else's technical area as well. Yeah. Prowls it. He prowls I, I, it. I did want to ask. I did want to ask just quickly. What do you think of people like him and Klopp being so animated on touch, like delivering instructions and information? Do you, do you, you know, in the in the previous era, Wenger was much more prosaic. He was he'd set down. He, and he didn't allow his assistant yeah, to, to get, yeah. and, do anything. And everybody used to say, oh, Jurgen Klopp, passion. You know, that kind of, that style of touch line, passion. But we're seeing it a lot with with Emery and I just wanted to know what do you think and, and, and you Aaron what, what do you did think you, of the did kind you of see the celebration that Klopp did on uh, for that goal do you, do you remember it was quite a powerful celebration what, the Sturridge one was it the, no 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 there was, there was a goal earlier in the season where he clenched his fists and just like you know put them down towards his like, groin region and was just like <laughs> shaking quite vigorously he looked very very strange so that kind of stuff look I'm not a fan of I it I don't know quite what you're saying there I'll, sh- I'll show you a clip in the break it, it, yeah it was not good it was not for a PG aud- audience put it that way but you want to see a bit of passion from your managers you want to see him going out there you want to see him changing the game quickly uh, yeah I know <laughs> you, you don't want to uh, you, you don't want to see a manager I mean I, I think one of the biggest gripes of my mob and LVG was the fact that he used to just sit there mm. you know I know right now that one of the biggest gripes of Palace fans is that Roy Hodgson doesn't change a game quick enough yeah, I mean, he I, sits yeah. and waits and waits and waits mm, and waits reactionary I, I used to say on Twitter or whatever that I, I wanted to see I, I remember getting 
massive Wenger fans ripping shreds off me probably two years ago when I was so impressed that first game of the season when West Ham beat us. I was so impressed with Slavin Bilic. Bilic. Yeah. Not, not ju- it's not just a case of being animated and running up and down. It's because I'm so close. You know where I sit. Yeah. I'm four rows from the pitch so I can actually hear what Bilic is saying and he's not just He's actually given specific instructions to players, move there to that angle because I want this guy to throw the ball to you. And, and they scored a goal from his specific instructions. So it's not about running and ranting and shaking your fists. It's about actually are you willing to stand up, stand up, stand up the touchline and tell your players exactly what you want. Exactly. And, I and think it works. Yeah, exactly. And people used to say, oh, you know, once you cross that white line, you're 11 intelligent men, you can't tell him anything, he can't hear you anyway. But that just That's doesn't just, stand up, does it? No, no. You know, when you see the likes of Pep Guardiola, it does it all the time yeah. no I, I'm, I, I'm all yeah. for it yeah. I'm all for it and I I, didn't, I never understood people who questioned it to be honest what was the tweet that we got in the tweet that we, we had in just, you just tweeted yeah what about Harry yeah oh crikey no put me on the spot Giles talk well, <laughs> I, I'll tell you exactly what it was he says Papastopoulos in the words of Harry question mark yes that's right Papastopoulos in the words of you <laughs> Harry Simi thank you very much for your tweet this evening yeah I, I like a good animated manager on the touchline um, let's take a look at a couple of final scores Locomotive Moscow nil. Schalke 1 is the final score over in Russia and it's finished PSG 6 Red Star Belgrade 1 so a thumping win for Paris Saint-Germain we are off in the EFL in the championship there's five fixtures there tonight Blackburn Sheffield United Derby versus Norwich Nottingham Forest versus Millwall massive game for Neil Harris and Millwall who are right down in 22nd position Rotherham nil, uh, Rotherham versus Bristol City that's a 0-0 Sheffield Wednesday and uh, West Bromwich Albion also taking each other on at Hill all of those games and they'll now we're about seven or so minutes away from kickoff in our Champions League ties tonight of course the two focal ones Spurs versus Barcelona and Napoli versus Liverpool um looking ahead again to to Carabag, you you said a four four two three one very simple any expected surprises um? I think Smith Rowe will start on the left yeah. of those th- three I mean last week in the Carabao I found uh, Smith Rowe and um, Iwobi were playing left or centre, yeah. and they Split were complete, completely, yeah. completely interchangeable. Whoever was in the middle was the guy who was pressing furthest forward. The role mm. that Ramsey's had in in the first team, yeah. uh, and that was quite an interesting dynamic. Whereas the, the play, um, whoever who was on the right last week um, in that team, oh Welbeck stayed uh, stayed more mm. white. Well, but no, I think Smith Rowe will start. Uh, I think Klazenak will start. But apart from that, it'll be Elneny and Guendouzi. I'm assuming in the mm. two holding roles. Yeah. Yeah, so a mixture of four or five fairly first-team regulars with the fringe players, and I think it'll be, you know, a, a chance to see certainly the new pl- the new some of the new players and, and a couple of the injured players coming back. So yeah, a good run out. It's interesting to see his first test away from home in Europe. See how he handles it. How the team handles that kind of atmosphere. Um, it should. We all expect it to be relatively easy, but you just don't know. Yeah. You just don't know. So it's all about confidence, isn't yeah. it? It's just in seven wins is seven wins. Yeah. Eight wins is eight wins. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if we keep winning, as as Aaron said at the top of the show, we're sort of flying we're yeah. flying under the radar a bit. You know, we're winning every game. We're, we're creeping up the table. We'll be creeping on in various cup yeah. competitions. We got an easy draw in the next round of the Carabao. Unfortunately, I wanted a nice away one for my away season ticket credit there, but never mind. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, it's all good. So we got a we got a we got a, a bit of a Ramsey situation coming up with a conversation. That, so mm. we, shall we start? We talked. Well, about we're, we're going to be talking, talking about, about it Aaron. after yeah. uh, after the news tonight uh, at eight o'clock. Um, it's a five fifty five. 
five kickoff tomorrow. What is it with you away from messing around with these times? Are you going to be able to watch it? Um, no, I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to miss the start of it. To be honest with you. Yeah, I think I'll be in the car for the first half and home for the second half. To be honest. It's disappointing, isn't it? Apparently, why are they doing it? It's are they two hours ahead of us. No, they've always got a six o'clock game. They've at least one in every competition game. now. But, but it's television they've, they've, staggering. They've changed it up now so that viewers in Asia and other parts of the world uh, don't have to miss out. It's like, well, hold on a minute. Uh, if you've got no money. fans in the ground, then then what about you know the um, the, the the situation with with the atmosphere? What's it going to be like for no. for viewers watching it? It's not going to be great, is it? No, I think well, if fans will be in the ground. Fans How many? Be, fans will be in the ground. But, I'm I sure mean, they're well aware look, what time you, it was. I mean, over look, there. say if you, you're playing a, a 5:55 kickoff or a 5:30 kickoff in the Champions League, it's, it's 10 to 6, isn't it? Mm. The, the the new kickoff times in England. I mean, battling around Russia, people finishing work at 5:5:30. It's not ideal, is it? It's not ideal, but I mean, tomorrow's game. I don't. I, I think that that ground will be packed. <laughs> so yeah, because yeah, they haven't yeah. got to travel far no. from work. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's but a no. lot. There's a lot of Arsenal fans going out there. Yeah. Like, uh, so. it's, I think they're, they're they're two or three hours ahead of us anyway, so it wouldn't be a problem. I, I don't see that. I think more, it's more of a problem when it's here. Yeah, of course. Here, yeah. this, this is this yeah. is what I'm talking. Did we about. play an early game once a few years ago? A few seasons ago? Is it Hull? Or I, I seem to remember there was a lot of kerfuffle about us having to go away. Do you know what? Brown. Let's let's rack our brains, mm. and, and we'll talk about it on the way up to the news. Let's do that. Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict 7 to net a million. This is Love Sport. This North London club don't buy superstars, they make them. They're locked, loaded, and bringing the firepower back to the Emirates. Once you're a gooner, you're always a gooner. It's the Arsenal Fan Show on Love Sport with seven of the best for your chance to win a million pounds. Yeah, good evening. This is Love Sport Radio with your Arsenal fan show and some decent news for Gooners uh, <laughs> because there is a goal at Wembley. Spurs nil, Barcelona 1. Felipe Coutinho on his return to England has opened the scoring for Barcelona. So we'll keep you up to date with that. Plenty to talk about in this uh, next half hour of the show. Do get in touch. 0208 70 uh, Of course, we're going to be talking about Aaron Ramsey. And joining us now is uh, is Arsenal fan Charlie East. Good evening, Charlie. How are you, guys? How are you all? Good. Evening, evening. Charlie. Evening. So, let's, let's talk about your um, conversation on Twitter last night with uh, Aaron Ramsey's agent, Charlie, my friend. Uh, let, let's assume that the listeners don't know what happened and, and take it from the top, because I know you've been all over every tabloid and every uh, media all day today. We're a bit late to the party, unfortunately, aren't we? <laughs> I laying in bed last night, just about to go to sleep, a uh, little look on Twitter, and uh, I scroll down and I see a tweet from Aaron Ramsey's representatives, Abbott, uh, and it was it was sort of like saying glad something around glad getting Aaron Ramsey's deal over the line. So before the picture popped up, so automatically I think oh, I wasn't expecting it. Maybe it might send to his contract. 
click on the picture, it's announcing his deal with a, 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 lay, a private jet company. Private jet company. Are you, yeah, mo- are you um, moving about, Charlie? You seem to be coming in and out no, a bit. I'm just okay. sitting outside my house in the car before that's I go. Better, that's better, that's better. Is that better? Um, so, anyway, so, yeah, so I sort of tweeted the guy, and like, I weren't expecting a response. sort of said, like, do you think that's a little bit unnecessary? Obviously, you've got people sort of looking out, obviously, wanting some news regarding his contract. And I sort of said, we might as well, if you're going to be like that, more just pair of you might just jog on now on that plane of yours. And um, I got a response back, surprisingly, they said, why? So I just went on to go on a bit and say, well, can't you understand, obviously, that people are, all want to know what's going on with Rambo. And uh, for you to do this is a little bit unsensitive and maybe a little bit out of order. And uh, can you, I virtually asked him, said, well, don't you, can't you see the reason that that would probably not annoy people? And he sort of replied back to me, well, half blaming the club, really, saying, well, the club, the club has told us that they don't want to renew the deal. And uh, life goes on. Yeah, but so I mean, but the, it, I mean, certainly my 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 interpretation of the Ramsey situation is that there was a p- perfectly good offer on the table in the summer, which the player yeah. and his agent indicated they were quite keen to sign, and then they didn't. Uh, had yeah, they yeah. signed it at the time, we wouldn't be in this situation now, would we? No, no, of course not. I think the Ramsey. I was like, well, I, I do like Ramsey signed contracts, and I've uh, been made captain of the club, and we thought to around him. You thought that had been the case, and I think a lot of doing would have thought the same, but would, would wish the same. But after I replied, uh, after, and by this time, he, I was quite shocked this guy's replied and said this in front of me, so I said, I would take that, so I'm saying, well, life does go on, I wish her Ramsey all the best in the future. Um, and just for all remember, the grass ain't always green, there's an at the moment. And he replied again, saying, the grass is not always greener, but uh, it's not our fault, the club have sort of made the decision, we'll move on. And then... As I went to reply to that tweet, I realised that it said this tweet's no longer available. So I thought, I looked at him, he deleted all them tweets, <laughs> and I had, uh, I'd, I'd already screenshot them to send them to a couple of people, because I was shocked that I got the reply at half eleven at night. Um, this maybe the agent might have had a little drink or something, and maybe uh, <laughs> really revealed a bit too much, who knows? You can't believe that Aaron Ramsey would want his agent to be carrying on in public no. like that, surely? Definitely not. You, I mean, that's a bit unprofessional. Uh, and after I even... After after all the other one deleted, I had done another tweet just letting people know. Obviously, looks like Ramsey's off. That's uh, the one I saw. Him, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's hope, wish him all the best for the future, uh, and hope to hear what the full truth is. And he even had the cheek to write back to me again, saying, "Don't worry, Charlie, it will all come out." And then I, then I went to retweet the re- uh, reply again, and he deleted it straight away again. <laughs> so he's always having a little laugh behind the computer, computer on the phone himself. Um, do you feel a bit of a sense? Of- I don't know about you, Charlie, but for me, I feel like they've kind of... I mean, I don't get involved in all that, but I just looking at how they've kind of handled themselves in, on social media this past summer with the Kenny Miller thing, you know, sort of like leading Arsenal fans along sort of thing, they, they've kind of... It's almost like they've built their social media presence on the back of, of Arsenal fans in this Ramsey situation. I mean, I, as Dave said, if they didn't sign the, the contract in summer, I wouldn't have even known who Avid were. No, you know? no, I, I, t- I totally agree with you. And I think they've not got loads of followers. I think it's about 3,000, probably more after today, to be fair, after they've been every newspaper. But <laughs> I, I think, as you said, I think they've wanted off build that. Because I see something they put uh, a couple of months ago, they say big Ramsey news coming up, coming up, didn't they? Yeah. And a lot of people thought getting a bit excited, thinking that was going to be the case. And then they replied that night. So it's, it seems a bit unprofessional. As you said, I can't imagine Ramsey being too happy with this. Because 
there was, I mean, my mentions on Twitter today have been absolutely, as you can imagine, everyone comment on it. And the feeling is at the moment that people are starting to turn on Ramsey now because of this sort of stuff. So, and no one wants a player there who doesn't want to beat it. No. And as, you, as you've already mentioned, the, ta- the, the, the contract offer was on the table. Uh, the club have obviously wanted Ramsey to stay, as we, as we all do. I think most Arsenal fans want Ramsey to stay. Some would have obviously different views regarding how well he plays or what he does for the team. But someone who's been there for 10 years and what he's been through and winning the cup finals, you want them players staying at your football club. I mean, I'll, I'll be more than happy to see Aaron Ramsey finish the career at Arsenal. Yeah. And I think most Arsenal fans would, all right, he does have the best games all the time. But you, you, someone, what he's done for the club, and how long he's been there, and with certain players going like Jack, and you, you want, you'd like to say them players involved with the club because you've, got, you've mm-hmm. seen them grow. And, and so, but now I think people are starting to turn on. I, I generally think people can start turning around. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, stuff. I agree, and uh, I mean because he's always he's always divided the fan base anyway. To be fair, yeah. there's, a, there's, there's extreme uh, Ramsey supporters who think he's world-class. There's people like me who, who think he can be a very effective player and, and, and when he's on song, he's fabulous. But there's also a large contingent who think he's highly overrated and, and, and you know really isn't as good as many think he is. So those people will be will be turning on him straight away. And, and the, those in the middle ground like me will be thinking, crikey, you know, do we want him playing week in, week out? If he's not going to be here next year, is that good for the rest of the team? So, yeah, as you say, we, we're building a great team around it would appear under yeah. Emery, and, and this is not going to help. And, go on, go on, Charlie. Sorry, sorry, guys. I was saying, and, and, and realistically, with Ramsey as well, with the Ozil stuff last year, and, 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 we, and I, 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 I do believe that, obviously, Ramsey's management are obviously probably trying to use Ozil as a leverage because of the money. Yeah. It's a different situation last year. We, we had Sanchez and Ozil both under their contracts. Arsenal could not afford to let both of them go. No matter what anyone says, we could, as a football club, we could not let both of our star players go in January or on a free. So Ozil's situation, or Sanchez, we was held a bit over the barrel regarding the Ozil. We had to do something to keep him. And obviously Ozil didn't know that. And fair play to him. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to divide the uh, divide the opinion. I'm glad he stayed. And I think with Ramsey now, Ozil has been playing his wide right position, and that's not his position. With Ramsey going, I'm not trying to have Ozil with him with Ramsey. So Ramsey's not in the same position as Ozil was. And I think I think they, I think he should have been... I don't know if it's Ramsey or his management. Been badly advised. Yeah, I think he's been let down. I really do. Well, as I, as I said, Charlie, on this station, the difference in this modern football is uh, Ozil's got 40 million followers on Twitter and Instagram. Aaron Ramsey's got six. Now, it isn't just about football. It's about shirt sales. It's about it's merchandise. It's about yeah. brand. Yeah. And Ozil is a world brand. A business. And Ramsey isn't. Yeah. You know, oh, and he's, yeah, he's, but... his representative should realise that. Yeah, I think... I would love there to be some sort of U-turn that comes out of Ramsey's with his wage demands or whatever, then it is great. But if he doesn't, he's got to be gutted, really, the way this is going to pan out. Because I can't, I'm looking at other clubs he goes to now. I, I don't really see you fitting in. It's been touted about the Chelsea and Liverpool, the two clubs, supposedly sniffing around him. I can't see him fitting in either, <laughs> to be fair. I really can't. I don't know what you guys think. Charlie, I want to ask you. <clears throat> All this has gone on in the background, but Emery's still been playing him. I mean, he dropped him after the Man City game for Chelsea, yeah. I think. Mm. But then he's come back into the fold with all this going on in the background. I mean, how has that kind of affected things? How do you think that will affect things going forward now? I mean, he's, he's dropped out of the game for tomorrow because of his, his wife's expecting. Yeah. 
uh, twins and whatnot. And you'd probably expect that'd be the same Sunday as well, yeah. wouldn't you? So yeah. He's having twins, yeah. and then he's got the national break, so he's got a little bit of a gap now, uh, which may give him a bit of grace. And you don't know what's going to come out in two weeks. But I, I'm, I'm quite surprised as well the way Arsenal fans are and how they are. Some fans getting on people's backs. He hasn't had a bit more stick, to be honest with you. I'm quite surprised by that. He really got took off on Saturday. He didn't play well, by the way. No, got he taken didn't. off. And he got taken off. And there was muted sort of applause. And and I've got other people sitting around me going like telling him to sort of whatever. And then <laughs> other people trying to defend him. <laughs> so he has split the, the fan base. He always like, has. He ha- as you said, as Dave, you said he always has done for day one. He generally has. He had that one really, really good season after he sort of broke his leg. Um, and he was sort of like, and you thought, oh, this is going to be around you now. And then we signed Ozil that summer. And then Ozil was pushing to that number 10 role behind Jamal at the time. And Rams got pushed out the wide. And, he, and, he, he, and I think this season as well, with what we're trying to play, I think we miss a, I think we lack a winger, a right, a right side winger, a bit of pace. That's why we were talking about Awobi earlier in the show. He's taking a claim, isn't he? So. Exactly. And I hope, I hope Alex does. He, lost, he said he's lost a little bit of weight. And, and you like to think this, all these little things coming out of Emory and in the background, it's all positive. And it's going to take... It's, and, and I've seen some people moaning still already about, oh, we're not playing that. It's going, to, it's going to take a long time for him to get his stuff in, to get what he wants to do in this team. It's going to take him a very long time. And while, and he, and we, while we're waiting, we're still winning. Exactly that. So... so I, you know, all the times that we used to sort of give it to Mourinho, winning one nil when he was at Chelsea and boring football. All I said at that time, again, well, I wouldn't mind winning one nil, playing boring every week. Do you know what I mean? Or George Graham, even in the old days, not one nil to the Arsenal. I would take that on top of that again. I really would. So I was winning, and there's a good buzz over Arsenal at the minute, which there is. People are happy that we're winning. We're going away to games like Newcastle last a couple of weeks ago. Half time, I was up there, absolutely rubbish. Emery. Substitution half time, make, making changes again. We come back, come out second half, played well. And then two last things with and Watford. Last year, the way the crowd was, the way the players was, we don't win them games. Yeah, heads, were, heads would have dropped. Heads mm. would have dropped. Heads would have dropped. The fans would have got on the back. And the, and the, the best thing I've seen this was two years away this season. We went two down really early. Everyone's like, oh, here we go again. But that away end. Indeed, my friend. Positive vibes. Charles, I like that. Positive vibes. Uh, thank you very much. Thanks, Charlie. Charlie Cheers, East mate. for joining us. It's Love Sport Reddit. Sheffield Wednesday 1, West Bromwich Albion 0. Adam Reach with another cracker for the Wednesday. And Forest 1, Millwall 0. Joe Lolly has put Nottingham Forest ahead. Not a good start for Millwall. We'll have more scores. And Sammy James for Fulhamish talking to us, uh, giving us the opposition view next on Love Sport. The Fans Show with 7bestbets.com. From casinos to horses, we've got it covered. 7bestbets.com. Love Sports, official betting partner. Love Sport, 558 AM. 
the opposition view on Love Sport. Time for the opposition view, and who better to get than Sammy James from the Fulhamish podcast looking ahead to that midday kickoff on Sunday? It's going to be an early one, Sammy. It is indeed. It's a little bit too early on a Sunday. I don't even know if I'm going to be, be able to rise quick enough for it. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I really do not know. Uh, 12 o'clock schlep down to the cottage uh, for what's going to certainly be an interesting game. Fulham, you know, they've they've had a mixed start. Not the best, of course, at Everton last weekend. Chopping and changing from Slavisio Kanovic again. It looks like a dislocated shoulder for Timothy Fosu-Mensa. But Arsenal sort of growing into their new uh, tenureship under Unai Emery. It seems like it's going all right for them. What do you make? Yeah, it's going to be a difficult one. We've played seven different seven different defences in the seven games we've played so far. And with Timothy Fossumenta and Joe Bryan likely to be out, it means that it's guaranteed to be an eight different combination of defence, which is not what you want. You look at Wolves, who came up with us, being kind of touted on along similar lines and how they played such a solid lineup, and, and we've chopped and changed every week. It's no surprise that... You know, they've had enjoyed a really great start to life back in the Premier League and, and, and we've struggled. It's going to be a difficult one on Sunday. I don't think you can ever go into a game against the top six side and think that you're favourites because, just frankly, we're not. I, I like to think that if we do get the first goal, that there's always just kind of that fragility to Arsenal. That they just could be another a collapse around the corner, another crisis. Those days are gone, Sammy. Sammy, those <laughs> days are gone, my friend. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what it about anyway, so, one one bad performance and you're in crisis again? And that's just how oh, I believe. as if, as if. So Callum Chambers, he can't play, and he's been, no, he's been virtually ever present. Thing. Has he? He's been playing no. every week, though, hasn't he? No. No, not even close. He's been terrible. Yeah. The last few times I've seen you, he's been playing. Been, I've actually been surprised because Mawson and, and Chambers... He's awful, Mawson. He got taken well, off the other day. Yeah, but, I mean, people were counting, uh, singing his praises last season or the season before, you know, that he was a great footballer and what. And I remember them two were in the under-21s. They looked quite a solid pairing. But, as you said, you've chopped and changed this season. And defensively, those two have looked not very good. I mean, Chambers was 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 horrible against Watford. The only reason that Mawson got taken off and not Chambers was the fact that Mawson picked up a booking in the first half and therefore he had to take one of them off and you wouldn't take the centre-back off that had a booking and kind of looked like one more thing and it might have been a red card. I was I had really high hopes for, for Chambers, but the game against Spurs at Wembley was, was a bit of a nightmare for him. Watford wasn't much better, so I don't think he's a great loss, the fact he's ineligible um, to, to play you guys. As I say, you guys, I, I spoke to Dave and when we signed Chambers he was really upset that he was not going to be back at Arsenal but I think you've been uh, I think Unai Emery's been quite sensible there he's he's certainly holding holding holding's been strong the last few games so it does look like he made the right decision who's your danger men then I mean I look at Mitrovic and Vieto but you've also got Scherler and Ryan Sessegnon just one Vieto (laughs) (laughs) you know uh, Ryan Sessegnon's there and you know um, is it Craney does Craney still get a game he should yeah, Tom Kearney, 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 sorry, Kearney. Kearney. Didn't he used to play for Wigan? No, no. Celtic, <laughs> Celtic. Yeah. No, Kearney. I like Tom Kearney. Uh, who, uh, danger man. Well, Tom Kearney's just coming back from injury. He played the last twenty minutes against Everton, so I think he will feature. And on his day, he's a brilliant, brilliant number ten that can unlock defenses and allows us to keep the ball, which is almost good from a defensive point of view. In a kind of weird sense, mm. of the game. I expect Mitrovic to have a good game and be looking forward to that on Sunday. You know, I think. Mitrovic against Rob Holding. Um, I think that could be 
good territory for Mitrovic. I'm expecting him to have a big game. Vieto's got a lot of pace um, and and has an assist or two in him, but his end product's not there. Sessegnon's been off the pace ever since he got up to the Premier League. I, I like the kid. Um, and, he's, and he's only 18, and everyone's got to remember that, but he does look a little bit out of his depth at It the looks moment, like the England so set-up made the right decision not taking him to the World Cup, didn't it? I mean, in hindsight. Oh, there was no... There, I, I, the, 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 the whole Sessegnon for England thing was mental. He, prefer, he performed in a few good uh, games at championship level. The fact that people were talking about him going to the World Cup was utterly bonkers and, and would have ruined the kid. Absolutely ruined the kid. Um, he's lucky to be in the under-21s with the way he's playing really? at the moment. Would, I you, have taken, would you have taken the 50 from, from Tottenham then? Sorry? Would you have taken... Was it 50 million, apparently, the Tottenham would Oh, no, not at all, because he's going <clears> to... <throat> he's, he's growing into it. I think, you know, he's only six months older than Phil Foden. <clears throat> he's one of the youngest players to be playing in the Premier League at the moment. I think there's people who've just got to remember that. And he's going to grow and be a great player. But, you know, players like Dele Ali, Harry Kane, were doing nothing at his age. <clears throat> there's a lot of years ahead of Sessegnon. Dele Ali's He'll still doing left. nothing, to be fair. Well, he'll be playing left back <laughs> on Sunday. I'm pretty sure, Sessegnon, because Joe Bryan's injured and Slav doesn't trust anyone else to play left back. So Sessegnon will be left back. You'd imagine it's probably going to be Scherler, Vieto, Mitrovic, and I don't know who else is going to play up wing. Maybe Abubakar Kamara, which would be. So is, a that a four, is that a four? Is that a four-three-three you're going to play then against us? Well, we play, We went back to four-two-three-one against Everton, which, right. to be honest, is my preferred formation. Four-three-three uh, doesn't seem to be working at this level, and I, lo- I would like four-two-three-one against you guys as well because I think that would nicely balance. And you'd want, and therefore system. you would want Kearney to play in that formation, presumably. Hundred percent, number yeah. ten. Number ten. You put uh, Kearney number ten, and you put Vieto out left, and then Scherler out right, Mitrovic up front. That's that's a front four that can cause any team. No, it sounds dangers. it. Sounds it. I oh, like Scherler. I like Scherler. I, I get the impression, Sammy, that you guys are a possession team. You like to play football, and I'm and, I'm, and I and I get the feeling that Sunday could be a really good game of football. Um, I, def, um, probably attack is probably your best form of defence. Um, I was talking to it's Dom earlier. At the moment. <laughs> I was talking to Dom earlier, and we were saying that you know we expect a quite a, a, a lively game. But he was saying that after the international break, your games against teams like Cardiff and Bournemouth and and some other know, Crystal Palace or someone Huddersfield as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, yeah got, we've the, got three quite good games in a succession. So, is, are, are Fulham fans? How are Fulham fans looking at this game? And then, how are they looking at the the other games coming forward? Are you seeing this as sort of like well, this is a kind of a a, a gimme, like well, not a gimme, but you know, a free a free hit kind of game, and then you going to look forward well, to it. I think, or, uh, annoyingly, or we actually do need some points out of this game if you look at the table as a whole. But I, I think the mentality for any promoted club playing a top six side is the fact that you're not expected to win at all. The pressure's not on us. And I think that has to be the approach. Do I think that potentially Fulham could cause a little upset here if we can get the first goal, get ourselves in front? Yeah, I do. But I think that we've got to be realistic and those three games after the Arsenal game are where we actually have to get some points on the board. And yeah, this one is a little bit of a free hit because it's a top six side and and we have to be under no illusions that Fulham are not expected to get anything out of this game and and hopefully that's the attitude that Stav gives to his players in a way. Um, But you still want them to play with confidence and yeah, we will have a lot of possession. I don't think we'll have more possession than Arsenal, but we will have a lot more. We will have a lot of the ball, and it could be one for the purist. Will they cancel each other out, or will it be a goal fest? I can't be so sure. Well, let's finish. Let's finish up by putting you on the spot uh, prediction, Sammy, and then we'll call it a day. <laughs> 
You know what? I'd be delighted with a 1-1 draw. And I think that can happen as well. I don't see Fulham keeping a clean sheet at the moment. I think Arsenal will score uh, at some point. But I think... I think the players have got a little bit to prove after the last few games. You know, I know we drew against Watford, but it was a poor performance. We we got a bit of a lesson in the second half from Everton. So we've got a point to prove here. And I'd love it if we got a 1-1 draw. And that might be the kind of result that kicks us on, gives us a bit of confidence over the international break. And then we can go to those big games against sides around us uh, and get as close to maximum points. Well, good luck after Sunday. Brilliant stuff, Sammy. Sammy. Thank you very much. Sammy James there from the Fulhamish podcast. Dave. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Thank mate. You. Thanks, Scott. Charles. Get As well soon, man. Love. Get well soon. Are Thank we, we going to have a quick prediction for ourselves? Go on, on then. One? Very, very, Fulham. very quickly. Charles? 2 1 Arsenal. 2 1 Arsenal. 3 1 Arsenal for me. Nice one, chaps. And six, li- six little white carabag. <laughs> this is Love Sport <laughs> with your Arsenal fan show. The Fan Show with 7bestbets.com. From casinos to horses, we've got it covered. 7bestbets.com. Love Sports, official betting partner. Love Sports.